Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Will here at Schedule Fly, and I've got Aaron Vogel on the phone. Uh, Aaron's down in New Orleans. He's got this badass concept, District Donuts. And um, uh, Aaron and I have talked a couple times. We, he hadn't been on the podcast, but I've uh, gotten to know him a little bit over the years. Uh, been a customer for a long time, and we were actually just talking about how he was listening to these birds in the background, and uh, hopefully that will be a, a nice ambience uh, during this during this episode. But I got three kids in homeschool right now doing their thing, and this is the only place I could find that was like remotely quiet or at, you know. So, uh, Aaron, thanks for taking the time to do this, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for including me. Um, all right, man. So, I you know I, we've talked before a little bit, but man, you you have got a really really cool concept with district donuts um made fresh six different uh types of donuts every day your call everything y'all do is high-end fresh high quality your branding is really good your presence is great your social media i mean you guys are have a good formula there uh what is the story behind district donuts yeah man uh so we started in 2013 and on magazine street in new orleans and uh Kind of the idea was, man, what would it be like to have a, a spot that could do breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, highly accessible to people who want to spend three bucks or 30 bucks, mm. uh, almost like a modern day urban diner, um, you know, somewhere you can go that is just no matter kind of what time of the day, there's going to be something offered there. A, a big staple there for us was going to be the donut program. That's what we envisioned in the beginning. The full name of the concept is District Donut Sliders Brew. And so kind of in the name, just like, man, we do donuts, we do sliders, uh, and we do coffee. The brew uh, was just kind of an old school way of saying coffee that my dad used to say. So we, we threw that word in there. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the donuts from scratch every day. So we have a bakery in every one of our locations. You know, we make the dough, the glazes the sprinkles the fillings the cookies toppings anything like that and we rotate them all on a weekly basis and so now we we have uh in louisiana five different district um restaurants and then we have one in las vegas and the cosmopolitan hotel and it's just been a a fun and, and wild ride for us so that's a little bit about the concept las vegas how'd y'all wind up there yeah, man, those guys uh, at the Cosmopolitan were putting together a uh, essentially a counter service food hall experience um, and kind of how they framed it in their, their marketing brain was a place for fast foodies to go. Mm. And if you've, if you've ever been to the Cosmopolitan, the third floor has just an unbelievable full-service dining experience from places all around the world uh, that have gathered on that third floor. And so the, the food and bev is a huge part of the program in that hotel. And so they wanted to do something a little bit more casual uh, on the second floor, and so they kind of searched the nation for different spots, and, and we are just super fortunate they found us and came to visit, fell in love with the concept, invited us out there, and then and then we were able to, uh, about a year and a half ago now, a little more than that, get, get a district open inside of the Cosmopolitan. That's really cool. Um, and you own all of these, correct? Any, none of them are franchised? Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. We, we started it um, as entrepreneurs in 2013. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. How do you, how do you manage that when you've got the, the ones there and then you've got this one out in Vegas? Yeah. So we, you know, the first 12 months we went out to Vegas once a month okay. and 
since then we've been going out once a quarter okay. and uh it's been it's been an excellent experience uh the you know the cosmopolitan hotel is just they're 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 excellent in, in just their approach to their operations and and uh so to to be to be with and around that team of people mm. has just been a, a real gift um it's you know, just it, see, it, it seems as difficult to manage five locations kind of in your own backyard. Um, that's been our experience. You know, the distance is a three-hour flight, essentially, but the same, same routines, same traditions, same celebrations, same problems. All of those types of things exist there. So certainly have our hands full in the New Orleans area. And, and uh, you know, Cosmopolitan just feels like kind of one of the same. And we recently started our to make you know kind of expand in what we're doing we started a uh, a coffee three as well so we now roast our own coffee mm-hmm. uh it's branded cool kids coffee roasters which is kind of focused in part uh, kind of the mission behind it obviously to serve excellent cup of coffee but then to partner with um kid-centric nonprofits in our cities uh through that brand and then we recently opened a um uh, full service plant based restaurant in New Orleans called Seed yeah. as well. So we have a lot of fun things going on. And then just a couple months after we opened that uh, concept, obviously COVID nineteen became mm. pretty prevalent. So we're in the middle of that right now, figuring out how to, you know, work with a new concept through this difficulty. Well, I, I want to get to that. The, the the one of the great things uh, clearly about being in the cosmo- cosmopolitan there in Vegas is your, I mean the the marketing alone of your brand is phenomenal with people coming from all over the world there. So, um, that's great. Now you're there in new Orleans and, and I mean, if I understand correctly, new Orleans has gotten hit pretty hard with COVID. Is that right? Yeah. It's if, obviously most people follow the news and, and new Orleans has, has been one that's uh, talked about a good bit. Yeah. It, it has been impacted pretty severely. I don't, it's hard to say how severe because I only know, my locale right um but i can tell you a few weeks ago we we've been able to keep all of our restaurants open which has been a a real kind of gift for us through this process to really have you know something to put our hands to and emotions and heart and passion in our neighborhoods uh vegas had to close due to the strip uh being closed down but uh you know just a few weeks ago being on the road i mean it was it was a ghost town every day and so the level of comfort, uh, at least in our location in New Orleans, has been rising for sure because there's a whole lot more people on the road. Um, sales are, are continuing to trend in a busier direction, which is great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many restaurants here, so many small businesses, One, you know, just one, one shop that a, a owner or chef opens up, and it's been a pretty big impact here for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm sure like other cities though, it's, it's been, it's been a tough time. Did you go through the, uh, PPP process? Yeah, we, uh, we were able to, on day one of applications being accepted, we were able to get ours in and on day two, the next day we were approved. And then seven days later we received our funding. So that, that was very fortunate. That's a story that I have found just talking to all my friends. Uh, that is a unique story and, um, just went with a local bank here and, and for some reason or another, man, it just went, it went very, very quickly. And so we've been working inside of that model. Um, I guess somewhere around April 11th is when we received uh, the funding from the PPP program. So we're in it uh, almost a couple of weeks now. 
Congrats. Who's your bank? Fidelity Bank, just a small local bank here that we just started doing business with on our, our uh, last concept that we just opened up. So, um, yeah, we, we have relationships with a couple other banks, but we decided to go with this one. It just seems a little bit more promising for whatever reason that we had a sense of confidence with them. And, uh, man, it really worked out. Can't tell you, man. It's, it's amazing. I've done a lot of these episodes over the last few weeks uh, in the middle of all this, and I, I'm asking almost everybody I've, I've asked about PPP and the community banks. Um, it's just fascinating to me how well they've done with this compared to the larger yeah. banks. Uh, your, your story is only, I've only heard that story from, if I've heard it, it's been from people that went through community banks. And quite frankly, some folks went to community banks they literally did not already have a relationship with uh and yeah. they, they came through for them so what a big win for them I'm, I'm glad to hear that glad fidelity uh took good care of y'all and that you got the funding are you able i mean if you're open i guess you're able to deploy it effectively too yeah that's right we are every uh every day i mean we're open seven days a week 7 a.m to 9 p.m wow and uh we've been able to you know the good thing is we pivoted we pivoted quickly as soon as this, I mean, we saw the first weekend of it really hitting, we saw a 25% drop. And when we see a 25% drop on a Saturday, uh, something is obviously we knew about it, but we know, okay, here's, we're about to hit a curve Sunday. We dropped 25%. And that immediate Wednesday, we made a, a huge pivot in our menu uh, model and our labor model. And so we, we reacted, you know, within four or five days of, being able to see what it seemed was coming down uh, with this virus. And uh, it's, it was highly beneficial for us because we were able, even before PPP, that our goal was, man, like if we can figure out how to pay our people, to pay our vendors, and to serve our neighborhoods well during this difficult time, then we feel like we're winning. And we had, you know, kind of fingers crossed hopes that there would be some sense of rescue coming from funding from the government obviously there were there were no details spelled out at that point there was nothing to speak of but it was in the middle of the month we we knew we didn't have any rents due we didn't have electricity due so we knew like just keep the keep the vendors showing up by paying them on a weekly basis pay our people so they can you know you know have courage to come back to work and, and work with purpose knowing that they would receive a paycheck and then uh, just be a story in the community that said, hey, district is still open, you know, limited menu, a whole lot less people inside. Uh, you got to order in a little bit of a unique way, but, you know, you can still get the coffee, the donut, the sandwich, the biscuit sandwich, whatever it may be. So uh, now the PPP coming alive obviously lets us not only maintain what we're doing, but then really strategize for these next you know, for us now, it's about six weeks left of what that funding should be lasting, um, given the guidance being about, you know, eight weeks of usage. So uh, it's it's given us that, you know, a North Star mentality where it's like, man, we can we can do this for the next six weeks. We know we're going to be OK. And now we're just really hunkering down and saying, OK, we have to think about our model differently. We have to think about our business, our neighborhoods differently. And and we've been determined since the beginning, man, if we can come out of this thing uh, different, we feel like in terms of our approach to our concept and our, our customer base, we have to see this whole thing differently. And if we just come out seeing it the way we always did, I feel like we're going to be setting ourselves up for failure. So we've, we've really attacked some business model changes that we're now R and D to make sure that we can get outside of the PPP help, you know, cause in, in, in my mind, for sure, it's the test of time is, is going to be eight to, 
eight weeks from now and beyond. You know, if whether or not we are going to maintain any level of success is beyond PPP. Mm. And uh, we're obviously pivoting and making some moves to ensure that what if we do drop 30% in revenue for the rest of the year? What if it's 40% drop for the rest of the year? Um, and I think those things could be, those are on the table. Those are options that could be there. And so we're trying to figure out, you know, how to use wisdom right, right now during this time where it's, we do have that light in front of us that says, Hey, we can keep the doors open. We can be successful. Uh, but, but not just to sit on our hands during that time, uh, but to make the most of it by, you know, kind of looking at the next stage, which is just two months away for us and how we can stay alive beyond that. Uh, yeah, man, that's wise. That seems to be a really common thread through a lot of the successful owners I've spoken to is the amount of planning and modeling they're doing right now, like you to say, okay, what what happens if we're off 40%, 50%? Like, what do we do? How do we make this work at those levels? And you got to be ready for that. If not, I mean, you know, best case, okay, you, you know, you plan for that and it's better than that. Great. Uh, but yeah. it's, it's worse than plan. You, you got problems. Um, right. Well, okay. So Aaron, what's your you guys have been doing this for seven years now. What were you doing prior to, to this? Yeah, I was in the restaurant family for a while. Um, started out with the Hillstone Restaurant Group, which uh, here locally, the concept is Houston's Restaurant. Um, oh, yeah. But the Hillstone family has restaurants all around the country, about 50 of them uh, in most of the major markets. So full service, a little bit more upscale, classic American cuisine and uh, my business partner and I that's where we first met when I, I mean I was 18 years old right out of high school started working there through school so um, primarily in the in the full service restaurant business for a bit did some counter service uh, which is what district is where a counter service concept but mm. did some counter service um, work as well with the concept here locally was able to be a part of that that growth from we had six locations when I went on and when, when we launched District, we grew it up to 11 locations, which was extremely beneficial for us, my business partner and I, to be able to be a part of a, a, um, a, a restaurant family that had you know a lot of locations already. And then to be able to really be the corporate boots on the ground is what we were, the headquarter boots on the ground to be able to grow that up and essentially double the size of it. And uh, so that was that was a big part of it for several years in uh, in my 20s. And it's really what I went to school for. I was a pastor in a local church Hmm. and uh, and during kind of the the 08 difficulty with financials, um, uh, I became bivocational in my local church, went back into the restaurant business. And then from there was determined to either start a business in New Orleans or start a church in New Orleans and, and uh, the business is, is where we ended up going. So that's that's a little bit about my story and history. Wow, that's really fascinating. Did you do you and your do y'all have investors or did you self fund? Yeah, we self funded. Okay. Oh, congrats. Would be challenging right now to have investors too. You're having to worry about you got so many yeah. things on your mind. So uh that's right. Enables you to be very nimble. That's why you're able to pivot so quickly and not have anybody to answer to. Well, congrats on that. Well done. Uh, you've built yeah, a really good you. business, and I'm very excited. To, it's wonderful to hear somebody that's been able to keep their doors open, been able to continue to do what you enjoy, keep your staff employed, keep your community served with delicious food and beverage, and then be nimble and attack this thing like you have. It's yeah. Uh, it, it really has been a joy. I mean, it's it's a uh, during a time like this, like, you know, you know, restaurants are such a sacred space. I really believe that they're, yep. they're a space of, of comfort. They're, they're, they're a gathering 
space for people to enjoy one another is you know restaurants are we don't necessarily use this language but they they truly are a place of celebration uh how many times people are walking into the six different district locations on a daily basis uh to celebrate one another or something uh and whether that be a personal tradition that they're celebrating or another maybe a reconciled relationship or a new relationship that's being uh formed you know those types of things are so exciting and so when you when you go through hardship like this and a community is going through difficulty uh and and every kind of the storm of life is throwing the traditions off it's tr- throwing off the sacred spaces kids kids are home you know traditions are broken things are very very different around my house around my entire life everything is different and so we thought man it, we just have to for us it was like we're we just wanted to be a safe space for people to still celebrate during all of this turmoil which there there's a bunch of that going on right now just in everyone's life and all the questions and mysteries that are to come beyond you know 2020 and what's going to happen when and if and so i don't think it's a small thing to to be a part of a kind of a that sacred space for people where they can say hey there's a lot of things i don't know um but there's one thing i do that there is some sense of surety and and the things that i find find to be foundation in my life and and that's not an overreaching statement you know mm-hmm. to some yeah. it might sound like it but but i really really believe that that's what obviously food represents and in spaces where they can gather to get food and all of the things that have uh, you know come from people's everyday habits and routines so we just talk to our staff i mean we're just so grateful for people to be in a, being able to show up to work because we mean something to the neighborhoods that we serve right now maybe in a unique way uh than three months ago you know three months ago everything was pretty normal um but so much is seemingly different now and it is different now but we hope to be that kind of space where at least they can say there's some sense of normalcy tradition and man i mean healthcare workers this some of the highlights for us being able to see people come in and how many times I've served guests at the registers and bouncing around to all the locations every day and, and getting up front, just saying hi to people from a distance and uh, how many people with scrubs on come through and just say, man, this, this really helps me get through my day. Or this is the thing that I look forward to every day when I get off work or I go to work. And, and in those moments, it's like, man, you realize how valuable the work we do is in being able to just provide a person some sense of comfort and warmth uh, through a cup of coffee or through just a, a slider or a biscuit sandwich, those types of things that people normally we take for granted being able to go wherever we want. And now, you know, we, we have some sense of value that, wow, if I can just do some things that I'm used to doing. It will give me some spent, some sense of uh, normalcy. Uh, which we get to participate in that process, man. And we're, it's just, it's very exciting for us. So it has been nice to be, be able to stay open um, for, for all of us, for the community, for the people who work with us, the neighborhoods, things like that. Well, clearly very rewarding for you and your team. And I think that people are reassessing things they may have taken for granted in the past. You know, it used to, you would take yeah. it for granted that if you wanted to go down to District Donuts and get coffee or get a sandwich or get you know a a donut or whatever it was going to be there now so many things that like you said you took for granted are not there you you can't get to them you can't access them you can't so y'all being there is 
really important to people. I, I agree 100%. Uh, we've always felt that way here. It's why we've, you know, always focused on serving independents and small organizations. And, you know, it's it's just a, a different um, feeling that I've always gotten going into places that are independently owned where you, you know the owner, you know the people that work there. It's 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 a family atmosphere. It's warm hospitality. It's something unique to where you are. And um, a lot of people may have been, you know, not as conscious of that, and they are now, at least a lot of my friends and family that right. I've, I've talked to. So, I, well, listen, I congratulate y'all, and I tip my hat, and I thank you. I thank you for the opportunity. We thank you for the business. Y'all are awesome. And uh, I know you have something else you got to jump to, but uh, so I want to respect that. But I, I really appreciate this, Aaron. It was really fun talking to you and inspiring talking to you. Cool. I appreciate that, man. And, and uh, I tell this to people often, uh, you know, when they ask about different vendors I recommend. And, and this is this is truly sincere. I, <clears throat> I don't know that I've ever emailed you guys, you know, through the contact us in, in the needs that I have. And there's been more than 24 hours that go by that I don't receive the, the return feedback or the update or anything like that. Um, so thank y'all for doing what you do. I mean, sincerely, you make the life of an entrepreneur who's trying to grow and do more and expand and then has to take all of the systems with them to go do those things and multiply them. And, you know, we've been with you since, since really since our inception. And yeah. uh, the reason we're still with you guys is because, Every time we have grown, you guys have shown to be able to um, do do everything that is needed quickly. So thank you, seriously, and thank the team for me as well. I talk about you guys a lot when I'm talking mm. to my friends who might be looking for an alternative to what they're doing. So um, cheers to you guys. But, yeah, thank you so much for having me on as well. Oh, man, that was really kind of you. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you got my cell, man. Anytime I can do anything for you, just you know, call, text, whatever you need. Happy to help. All right, great. Thank you, Will. All right, see you, Aaron. Take care. All right, bye-bye.